I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back, beautiful mamas. I am a huge fan of affirmations. I have been using them and repeating them and writing them out since I was a teenager and I first discovered the work of Louise Hay. Now, since then, I've come to understand that affirmations are more than just repeating positive words and trying to believe them, but that's another podcast. The important thing is, is that they have been an anchor in my life to try and help turn around the negative voice at times, to try and instill belief in myself, to build resilience and self-love and self-belief and all those things that we need. And it's something that I'm trying to teach my children too. Sometimes when they're really overwhelmed and can't sleep at night, I do affirmations with them. I lie there and get them to repeat, I am safe, I am loved, everything's okay. And it really works beautifully. So affirmations are really important. I have my own affirmation cards for mamas, but can you imagine having them for your children? Can you imagine how amazing it would be to have been taught this skill right from the moment that you could talk? This is what these two amazing women, Anna and Lindy, are doing. They've created affirmation cards for little ones. But their story is also so inspiring. I also wanted to speak to them because they've been through their own enormous change and challenges coming into motherhood, as we all have, and from that are starting to really do what they are here to do. It's a beautiful reminder of just how transformative motherhood can be and how it is never too early for us to be teaching our children these amazing skills. Enjoy. This is the Happy Mama Movement with your host, Amy Taylor Cabaz, author, mama to three, and editor of the Happy Mama magazine. In my mamahood journey, I have gone from an overachieving, addicted to busyness superwoman to finally slowing down, simplifying, and realizing that being a mama is the greatest self development teacher in the world. And after more than 15 years covering breaking news, I've swapped current affairs to inspiration and now bring you the best I can find every week to help us feel more connected as women as we raise our families. Because when we come together, amazing things happen. So welcome to the movement. Anna, let's start with you if that's okay. You 
very much had a clear vision of what your life looked like. Was motherhood a part of that? So I did. I've, um, I come from an immigrant family, so <clears throat> I was born in Poland and raised in Canada since I was six years old. So I had a very ambitious drive from a very, very young age. That's what happens when you're raised in an immigrant family that works hard and really has to prove themselves in, in, in a new country. So a part of my upbringing was, you know, this ambition, this drive, this persistence and determination to really thrive and succeed in the world. And yes, I always wanted to be a mother, um, but I always wanted to be a successful entrepreneur as well. So, so I really wanted both things in my life from a very, very early age. Mm. And you had that experience that so many female entrepreneurs had, which was you were in the cubicle doing the work, had done the degree, worked your way up the ladder and looked around and thought, I don't know if this is what it's all about. So your, your um, let's say, awakening almost, your, your mission to do something different started before motherhood though, didn't it? Yes, absolutely. So you got it right. I, I graduated from a really great business school in Canada. And I really did think I was going to climb the corporate ladder. That was what I was programmed to do. That's kind of, you know, the beliefs that I grew around, um, grew up around, that that's what success was, was being a C-level executive. And so a few years into my my corporate career, I just sat back and I said, oh, no, like, I really, in my first internship, I said, this is not what I want to do. It's just unfulfilling. It's, it's not freedom. It's not impact. It's not what I'm meant to do here in the world. And I looked at my husband and he was also climbing the, the corporate ladder. We weren't married at the time. And we said, you know, we want to have a family down the road. It's just not going to work because the commute, the time you spend in the cubicle, the work that you're doing for someone else, not only is it unfulfilling, but also does not really give you time to um, raise a family and be completely present. And so I decided in my late 20s, actually, I was around 26, that I wanted to pursue entrepreneurship. And I did. And, and actually, I was fired in the process. I was let go, which was a blessing that allowed me to not go back into corporate and just pursue entrepreneurship full time. Mm. And so then along comes motherhood. Mm -hmm. um, was it what you expected? Oh my goodness. So motherhood for me, I mean, <laughs> it was planned. We, we definitely wanted to have a baby, but at the same time, so my daughter was born in 2016. I had been a full-time entrepreneur with my husband since 2011. So we had five years of the utmost freedom. We traveled, oh my goodness, multiple times a year. We um, really lived the lifestyle of our dreams. And then this little precious soul came along and because I was breastfeeding, I lost all of my freedom mm -hmm. in that first year. And, and it really, you know, it, it was the most, it's interesting because I had this whole vision and plan from the delivery that I wanted, you know, a natural birth. I, I studied hypnobirthing. I worked with a midwife that turned into completely opposite of, of what I had envisioned. We ended up with an emergency C-section and I had really a double labor, the natural labor plus the C-section um, surgery. And from then it was, it was just complete chaos. And I know that I needed to go through that in order to 
um, really become the mom that I am today, really, you know, tapping into my intuition, trusting that all of this learning, all of this growing, all of this awakening and, and, you know, becoming that mindful parent is what I'm meant to do, but I needed to go through the experiences of really letting go the control because I've controlled my career, but I will never ever be able to control motherhood because it is out of my control. And so I needed from that very, you know, delivery, I needed to let go. And that's been really my softening journey through motherhood. It, it's exactly what it has been. It's been a softening. I'm a very, I'm a type A person, you know, very connected to my head. And so reconnecting to my heart really, um, softening is the word I'm just going to keep using and uh, tapping into um, my intuitive side and uh, my nurturing side. This is, this has been the whole process of, of motherhood and my daughter's turning too soon. I love that so much. It is exactly what I believe motherhood is here to teach us and why it's the greatest lesson and teacher of all, because we are a generation of women, aren't we? Who were told we could do anything. We could climb the ladder. We could beat the boys. We don't even need a man if we don't want one. Um, you know, we have been able to control everything. And then along comes either your labor or your struggles with breastfeeding or your struggles with sleep or whatever it is that your beautiful baby throws at you. That's the lesson. So if you could look back, what do you think got you through that? So obviously you've said softening over and over again. That was the outcome. That was the result that you had to discover. But how did you actually do that over the last two years? Well, a few things. I mean, having a village, a community, um, a support system is really, really important because motherhood can be such a lonely journey. And, you know, when we look on Instagram and we see the Insta mummies and we look on social media, everything seems perfect. And so it can be a very isolating journey if you don't open yourself up, if you're not vulnerable, if you're not transparent with what you're going through. I mean, we had sleep issues until she was 14 months. So we've gone through it all, but I I've been very, very open throughout the experience in terms of sharing my struggles, asking for help, asking for support, but also taking that support and advice with, uh, with a grain of salt and trusting my intuition. And so, you know, I call it intuitive parenting and, and that's what's worked for me is look is going inward and really trusting myself, trusting that I have the answers. You know, if she's crying in the middle of the night, trusting that, um, you know, if it's an emergency or, you know, if it's just, you know, colic or something else that's going on, like we know deep down, we know deep down that the difference between the cries that, you know, our little one is, 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 is making. Um, so for me, it's been that is, is just tapping into my intuition and trusting it trusting that I have the answers, trusting that there is a higher source guiding me um, and my family and trusting that everything will be okay. And so it's been that support, but also um, really just uh, going inward and um, yeah, and, and tapping into our innate intuition that we all have. And now that we have a second one on the way. Um, oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Announcement. <laughs> you know, I know it'll be different. Everyone says that, that the second baby is completely different, but I want to stick to this. You know, I want to stick to trusting myself and trusting that even though I don't have all the answers, um, we've got this, you know, we've got this and we're guided and everything will turn out for, for our greatest good. 
Before I move on to Lindy, I just want to ask you one more question that's just begging to be asked in my head. What do you think about the idea then? Because what I believe happens through this whole process is that before we become mothers, we live in our masculine, which is our head, our controlling, our there's got to be a book out there that can tell me how to do this. Mm -hmm. And what the beautiful gift of motherhood is, is that it is our often our first opportunity to connect with the feminine, to connect with our intuition, our gut feeling, our faith, our trust, all of those things. Would you agree with that? Oh my goodness. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> I'm a book junkie. I buy, as I'm looking at my beautiful book library, I buy every single book out on the marketplace. And it's, it's not that. It's tuning mm. into our heart. It's tuning into our feminine side. Um, we are raised in a society that, you know, wants instant gratification, wants our immediate responses, wants us now. And that's what makes women you know, really operate from their head. And it's not until we, we tune into our heart, we tune into like these natural gifts, these incredible gifts that we have as women. And that's the true power that we have that differentiates us from men is, is that we can tap into this and, and, and then do even more incredible things. Mm. And so I couldn't agree more with you. Yes, this is the beautiful thing. And this is what we're going to talk about in a moment about what you've both created from this space of connecting with your feminine is connecting with this intuition. And, oh, I just love it. It's my favorite topic of all. Um, so Lindy, what's your journey of motherhood been? You very similarly were in a, in a corporate role, climbing the ladder, very high up in marketing, was it? And then when did your connection with the more feminine intuitive side of you begin? You know, it's very interesting. Anne and I came together quite recently, but when we go back in time and we share our stories, we have a very similar path that we followed. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I always knew I wanted to be a mom. I'm the youngest of six kids, <laughs> which you don't hear about very often uh, these days. But I grew up with a large family. I was always around people. Um, family has always been number one for me. And so although I went to school, I followed the path that I was supposed to quote unquote supposed to follow. Uh, I got, you know, I got a good job immediately following university. I started to climb the ladder. I worked really, really hard, long hours for someone else's dream. And I always had this entrepreneurial fire burning inside of me. It was, it was burning all the time. I had to let out my creative, um, you know, all, all of my creative juices in a different way because I never felt like I was completely fulfilled in the work that I was doing. I loved what I was doing. I was very grateful for what I was learning and um, how I was growing, but I always knew that there was something more for me. And, uh, you know, I think I've always been in touch with my feminine side. That's where I'm kind of a little bit different here is I've always been very in touch with my feminine side and it's really guided me always in what I've done. However, I've also had a drive. I mean, I think I've, I've got kind of a combination of both of the masculine and femi feminine energies. I've always had drive. I've always had determination. I've always known that I wanted to succeed beyond my wildest dreams. However, the idea of doing it for someone else really just, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Mm -hmm. um, I entered motherhood while I was still working corporate. Right. So, that's a little bit different also than what uh, the path that Anna followed. And once I had had my kids and I went back to work and I was dropping them off at 7 a.m. at before school care and I was picking, rushing to pick them up at 6 p.m. 
I, I knew I just could, I could not maintain that and power to the people that are able to do it. Power to them, power to the families when they, they can work that out. But I knew that that was absolutely not for me. It was not going to work for my family. Um, as I was about to advance to my next level, it was one week of travel per month. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew at that point, my, my husband has a very thriving career as well. I, I knew that at that point, I was going to have to have someone else raising my kids. It was just not, not going to happen for us. So, you know, motherhood has been... I knew I, this is, I think, my greatest awakening in motherhood. Uh, Anna talked a little bit about how we see Instagram and we see these perfect mommies and they've baked a million cookies, their house is perfect, and somehow they look like supermodels and they have 20 kids running around. Like, what? (laughs) That is not real. (laughs) But it's what we see. And so when I was picturing motherhood, I was picturing giggly babies and cuddling on the couch and making cookies and having time. Oh my gosh. I was like, I'm going to be at home. I'm going to have a year off for mat leave. I'm going to be at home and I'm going to be doing all of these wonderful things. Did I factor in sleep deprivation? No. Did I factor in um, hormones? Hormones plus sleep deprivation. I feel like that is just a recipe for disaster. (laughs) We don't talk about that enough, do we? (laughs) No. And I think, you know, we're scared to talk about it. New moms, because of that whole, I want to call it the Instagram complex, maybe, Mm -hmm. because you see these perfect. It's It's just social media. It's social media in general. And you see this and it, it immediately makes you think you should be more than. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where my awakening came in was realizing that that's not reality, but also being okay with that and, and really focusing on the, the, I am enough. And, you know, for me, I think that has been the biggest thing that I've, I mean, talk about affirmations. I am enough has become my mantra and it's because of all of that. It's Mm -hmm. despite all of that and because of it, I think, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I could I could talk for days. I feel like I'm on a tantrum. Like a tantrum. No, no, it's beautiful. I love that that's your mantra because in all the work that I do with mamas in my programs, in my one-on-one coaching, whatever it is, the very, very underlying core of everything that they want to work on mm-hmm. is that simple sentence of I am enough. Mm-hmm. And whether it's presenting is in a struggle in their marriage or in their health or in their parenting or in their work or in their money or whatever it is, underneath it all is that simple sentence. And, you know, it's funny too, because I think that this, this beautiful rise in uh, women, women empowerment, female empowerment, we can do anything. It is beautiful, but it's also very complex. So mm. we are in this era where we can be the breadwinners of the family, uh, but at the same time, it, there's this expectation that our house is perfectly clean, that we're not getting up too much help from the outside world to do it, that we are the perfect mother, that we also can host a dinner party for 20 friends on Friday night. And I, I'm speaking not from my own thoughts, but these are conversations I've had with many of my friends, a lot of women. It's, you know, we're expected to be all of this, but also be this unbelievable mother, friend, you know, daughter, our our parents are aging, all of these things. And so, you know, it's very complex. It's beautiful, but we also need to talk about it. We need to talk about it so that we can have the support that we need and also say, you know what, that, that, that complex from social media, it's false. It doesn't exist. This is real life. There are hormones. There's emotions. We're females. We're, you know, we need to get together and talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. 
Mm -hmm. Yes, and we need to be fiercely honest about it. But do you know what else I think when I hear you explain that, which is exactly what I am so passionate about as well, is that it's okay for us to not want that life. I think there's this pressure, don't you both, that that's what we should want. That's what we should be aiming for. I grew up thinking that that's what I should want. I should want the big traveling career and the high successful husband and the perfect body and the children that, you know, just look divinely ironed and clean and well-mannered every day and then have the dinner party on Friday night and the awesome sex with my husband still and then still have time with my girlfriends and whatever. And I've been trying, I was trying most of my life to do that. And then suddenly I thought, oh my goodness, I don't have to have that. I can choose for that not to be my dream anymore. I think most of us are unaware that, that's, that we have that choice. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, we do have a choice. And it's funny you, you say that. When I was offered that next role in my career, that advancement, that one travel a week uh, or a month, um, sorry, a one week travel a month opportunity, I was at this point where I was like, this is actually the coolest job I've ever heard of in my entire life. And if I was 25, I would jump all over it. And here I am, I think, how old was I then? Maybe 32. And uh, there was just no chance. I was just like, this is not what I want. That's what I wanted on paper. That's what I wanted in my past life. That's what anyone would think you should want. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to everything that's most important to you, your core values, and you start to really understand, I think that's the other thing in motherhood. You really are forced to understand what's most important in your life. You're forced to understand and pay attention to your core values. And if anything's out of alignment in that, you have the choice to, you have the choice to say no. Mm, that's right. Yes, I was exactly the same. Uh, you know, a job that everyone would love and the job that when you're at a dinner party, everyone would just pause and be, wow, so tell me about that. And I chose to walk away. And for so many people, that's, that was such a hard thing to wrap their head around. But it was this realisation, just like the both of you, that's not the life I want anymore. Yes, it's such a gift what motherhood teaches us in that sense. And I have a question for you. Actually, can I ask you a question? Yes, of course. Did did you have to grieve that decision at all? I still am, I think, at times. I still have that because it was such a defining part of who I thought I was. I absolutely always believed I was going to be that level of a successful journalist. And there is still, when I let my ego take over when I look at Instagram for too long when I compare myself to other people there is still a part of me the scared part that comes up and says maybe I should be doing more maybe I should have this bigger career maybe I should be doing that so it's still a constant work in progress for me to be proud of the balance I have now and not feel failure is not the right word because it's not that at all not can not not compare myself, I think. Mm. What about you both? Beautiful. But I think as we, you know, get older and, and um, more wise, we realize that that's all ego. And I mm-hmm. think that this journey of mindfulness and, and self-awareness and emotional intelligence is, is so incredible because, you know, we're not perfect. And Lindsay and I always laugh because we have our mindful betch moments that... <laughs> You know, we know when we're out of alignment, but we're 
aware enough to say, you know, we're out of alignment right now and it's okay because it's not about perfection. It's about being human, but recognizing what's ego and what's not. Exactly. That's exactly what I meant. That those moments still come up, but I know what they are now. They're not my truth. They're just my fear, my ego speaking. Yes. Oh, we could, well, the three of us could sit and chat for ages, couldn't we? <laughs> we can't wait to do wine with you in Australia. Yes, please. Yes, please. So let's then talk about how, what I love about, the other thing I love about motherhood is that it often forces us to look at the impact we are making on the world we don't just want to make money or we don't just want to survive anymore we want to make sure that we're leaving the world a better place for our children it really activates that in a lot of us and this is what the two of you have decided to do that you really want to create something that helps change the next generation can you tell us about how that process happened and what it is Yes, that sounds fabulous. Where Lindy and I are just a match made in heaven. I mean, we couldn't find a, a better partnership. We just complement each other um, so incredibly. Um, I didn't see myself as a creative person, but this journey of creating this startup and, and launching Love Powered Co. has just brought out so many of our strengths and has also shown us our weaknesses and you know being aware of those allows us to to outsource and and let go of maybe you know what we're not good at but also what we don't enjoy as much mm. i know that just we're we're in the bootstrapping phase right now but i know that um as we start to um to build this company more and more and expand and scale will really be able to bring on an incredible team of individuals because we are so 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 clear on where our genius stands where it lies what i'm good at what lindy's good at what our spouses are good at and um and let go of the rest so this process of of launching the startup together has been incredible in it and it really stems for both of us from our own experiences we've had with with positive i am affirmations since becoming mothers and so lindsay can share a little bit about her story because our stories are quite different with how um we were both leveraging positive i am affirmations to experience you know radical personal growth and transformation for me i started in the personal development um world and when i started my entrepreneurial career so in 2010 you know that's when i really dove deep into um changing my limiting beliefs my mindset my thought processes and and really becoming um aware day to day that's that's really when my journey started but you know, the, as I mentioned before, the transition into motherhood was was just so, I, I use the word difficult, but I don't think it's difficult. It's just, it's so transformative. That's when I really started practicing positive I am affirmations again. I knew the importance of them. And one of my mentors said, you know, are you doing affirmations with, with Maya? Because her subconscious mind is actually being programmed until the age of seven. And that to me was fascinating because I was, I felt I was very stressed and tense. And as I started doing these affirmations and I was saying, you know, you are calm, you are patient, you are safe, you are beautiful, you are kind. Um, I realized that it became a very meditative process for me. 
And it felt like I was also speaking those words to me, especially those softer um, affirmations such as you are safe, you are kind, you are patient. Um, so I would repeat those over and over again. And it just, it changed me moment by moment. And it changed my, my stress levels, um, my energetic state, state. It was just, it was just incredible. And um, Lindy, I'd love for her to share, kind of interject her story right now with, with her po practicing positive IM affirmations and then really how we came together to, to create this company and, and the mission and vision behind it. Mm, so one of the amazing things about our partnership, I know Anna mentioned a few, but um, we were both very involved in spiritual psychology, personal development, really um, expanding ourselves as much as we can while we're here on this planet and learning and growing every single day. And, uh, you know, I grew up in a family where my mother was very into this stuff and it was called new age spirituality. I don't know if it's still called that, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, it was very woo woo out there. None of my friends had any idea what the heck it was all about, but names like Marianne Williamson and Eckhart Tolle, like they were all names I was very familiar with growing up. So my mom used to give us crystals in our stocking <laughs> and, you know, little affirmation booklets. So this is stuff I grew up with, but at the same time, I really wasn't ready for it. And they didn't have a lot of tools back then that my mom could take the information she was learning and make it make sense to us as kids. So I wasn't ready for it. I, I knew my mom, she talked about it a lot, but it didn't really seep, soak into my brain until I was older. And I got back on this path, but it was more my journey at this point. It wasn't my mom talking to me about this stuff, but it was my journey. And so um, I was doing positive I am affirmations because I struggled a little bit with that negative voice inside our head. We all have it. The, our, our dear friend, Leanne Jacobs, calls it the virus of the mind, but that negative self-talk. And I found that this practice of doing positive I am affirmations really transformed my life because that negative voice inside my head was very strong at times. And then I realized that I could change that. I could change that by the way I talked to myself. I could change that by the way I looked in the mirror and what I said, looking in my eyes, the words that I used to myself, it changed how I thought about myself. It changed how I lived my day. And so when I had kids and it was a struggle and there's a lot going on, I wanted my kids to have, um, have the same type of experience. Anna and I joke that we're at this stage of, you know, uneffing ourselves. <laughs> but, but our kids are these beautiful, clean slates. And what if they had the opportunity to learn some of this magical um, information at such a young age? So I started doing affirmations with my kids. And they would say, you know, I am peace. I am brilliant. I am healthy and wealthy. I am safe. I am loved. I am protected. Thank you for my blessings. It was a mantra we said before our bed when we woke up in the morning. And it was beautiful, and it was, I 100% believe wholeheartedly in the subconscious programming that's happening when they're saying these words, but I also really wanted them to be consciously aware of these words that they were saying, and they weren't. And so we started to go a little bit deeper by, I would explain what the words meant, and then I would ask them, can you tell me about a time uh, that you used empathy, or can you tell me about how you used kindness today? And I really realized that them connecting their own daily experiences, what was happening in their own little world to the words that they're just this beautiful new vocabulary that they're learning, it really helped them to grasp the concepts a whole lot better. 
So we took it one step further. This was a suggestion from Anna, actually. She said, why don't you ask them about their feelings of it? And that just kind of take it, took it to a whole new level. So I'm asking them, can you tell me how you shared kindness today? And they would tell me these beautiful, sometimes hilarious stories. You know, little kids, they come up with the funniest things. And then I would say, how did that make you feel? And it was beautiful because now they're expressing their feelings. So they're really connecting to these affirmations on a subconscious level that we knew about, but now also on a conscious level. So when Anna and I came together, we, um, you know, we have this very dynamic en energy. We're very similar yet very different. We complement each other's strengths. And we, we knew we wanted to come together in business. We're both very driven and ambitious. And when we realized that, you know, we were having these conversations that were, were deeper and talking about affirmations, talking about personal growth. And uh, when we realized that we were both looking for personal development tools for families to use, and there was not a whole lot out there, we decided we were going to make them. And that's where Love Powered Co. came from. Amazing. Amazing. I do affirmations with my children and one of my children's had quite intense anxiety. Um, and I have found teaching her those words of I am safe, I am loved, all of that as I, as you said, as you teach them and speak to them about it, you're doing it for yourself as well. This is the best thing about teaching your children mindfulness and positive affirmations and meditation and all of those things is that it not only brings you together and helps them learn the skills they're going to need for life, but it's often what we most need at the time as well, isn't it? Exactly. Mm. One of our friends actually mentioned to us too, um, we were talking about this and she was saying the, the power of using this creative process for our own healing and to not underestimate the power of that. And, and both of us have realized that throughout this journey. I mean, it's been a short journey, but it will be a very long journey. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, every step of this has been, our own healing has been very, what's the word heightened. I'm looking for? Very heightened, yes. Mm, beautiful way of describing it. Wow, so now you share these affirmations with, with little ones and their families around the world. Yeah, so we're, I mean, we're just getting started. We officially launched with Kickstarter at the end of August and Love Powered Co. Our, our intention is to power the next generation of mindful leaders. And so we're creating these different tools and, and that's where our creative process really comes into play. And the first product is positive I am affirmations uh, for kids. They're, they're not your typical affirmation cards. They're, they're quite different, um, but that's our first product. And first of many products. We have so many ideas. Um, what we've realized is, is over the last three months that the world needs more love. The marketplace is, is just oozing for, for, for mindful gifts and tools and, and practices that they can welcome into the home. The marketplace has responded incredibly. It's just a matter of them getting to, to know us, to know our hearts, to know the company. So right now we're just really in the exposure phase as we know the world needs this and, and really craves for it. Mm, it really does. And I, I truly believe that this is our role as mothers at this time is to heal ourselves, to work on our own mindset and patterns and and whatever that needs to be healed so we can then pass it on to the next generation because they've got a big job ahead of them. So thank you for what you're both doing. It's amazing. 
Thank you. And, Thank you know, you. we, we, every week in our community, we do a mindful Monday live where we bring on guest experts in this mindfulness space. And it's incredible. The last call we had, um, the expert was talking about that it needs this process of mindfulness in the home needs to start with the parents, because even if they first introduce it to, to their children, it won't stick. So both parents need to be on board. They need to embody this. They need to to live it they need to practice it we know that you know becoming present is uncomfortable finding those extra moments to really tune in and meditate and and um, incorporate mindfulness practices into our day you know it might be uncomfortable especially at the beginning everything new is un uncomfortable at the beginning but it is so necessary that this starts with the parents and we already know our little ones are constantly watching us we're their greatest role models and so simply by us starting this practice, it's naturally going to have a beautiful ripple effect on our children. That's just a guarantee. Exactly. Yes, I truly believe that that's what we're here to do. Amazing. Thank you both so much. I will share the link to the cards and to the website in the show notes, but amazing conversation around being a woman and a mama and an entrepreneur and raising the next generation. Thank you both. Thank you, Amy. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to the Happy Mama Movement. I truly believe that great things happen when we come together to support and uplift each other. So to help spread the word and build the movement, I'd love it if you could pop over and leave a review. And if you have a mama friend who'd also love this insight, please share with her. Until next time, beautiful mama. Satnam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.